It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. Hello and welcome in. Greg Davis here with you on this Wednesday evening. How's everybody doing out there? Glad to be with you. Um, I'm uh, in Montgomery after another full day in the Alabama State House. And uh, Nate is here with us as well. And he's actually coming to us from from uh, up near his home in Coleman, Alabama, as we both uh, are out working uh, working in different parts of the state today. So, Nate, how are we doing? Doing great. I'm excited. Yeah, always good to be with you. And um, I'm going to be with you about the first 30 minutes here today on the show, and then I've got to head out for another um, uh, obligation tonight. Uh, really good, uh, something to be at tonight, or I wouldn't give up uh, the radio show over it. But uh, just a, a wonderful uh opportunity uh tonight that i need to be a part of in my uh in my role as uh with alcap down in montgomery so uh we're going to take about the first 30 minutes here and try to get you up to date on what happened in the state house today it was a big day of committee meetings i was in as many of them as i could be in and then uh, nate was from coleman was monitoring uh, some of the others as well, and so he can a- actually maybe give us some more insight into those. But let me just start with my day. Um, I was in um, committee meeting this morning where we heard uh, it's the uh, basically the education trust fund uh, committee hearing in the House. They oversee the, uh, the the money for education in the state of Alabama, and uh, we were there to in support of Jamie Kill's uh, bill, uh, House Bill two o eight. Pregnancy Resource Act, and of course, uh, this is something you've heard me talk about here before, uh, that we uh, have been working with uh, Representative Kill and also now with Senator Gerald Allen out of Tuscaloosa to uh, to hopefully allow people and businesses who will donate to pregnancy uh, centers and then residential maternity facilities also to allow them a tax credit if they'll make those donations to support those organizations who are supporting women who find themselves in uh, potentially pregnant, unwanted or unplanned pregnancy situations or with with you know, part of needing a maternity facility uh, for residents. Uh, we think this is a huge step forward uh, and as far as uh, supporting women and, and young uh, young babies. Uh, and uh, now without abortions in this state, or at least in-person abortions, where you can go to an abortion clinic, of course, some people are getting them through the mail. We know that. And those are also illegal, but it's awful hard to uh, to enforce. We're working on that. People are working on it. Uh, so uh, Jamie Kill presented this to the, um, uh, to the committee, and it's Education Trust Fund Committee. And, uh, Nate, we were uh, pleasantly surprised. It voted uh, straight through. Uh, no discussion, no questions, nothing, and that was that was good. Now, next step would be get it to the House floor for a vote. 
we are uh, confident, uh, you know, confident as you can ever be in politics, that Speaker of the House uh, Nathaniel Ledbetter will uh, will get this to the floor for a vote. Uh, that's the next step. At the same time, uh, Senator Allen will be working in the Senate to get it through committee and then uh, get it to a vote as well and then get it to the governor's desk uh, to become law. And this would be a five-year window of up to $10 million per year that could be generated for these pregnancy resource centers and residential maternity facilities. So that was good. Uh, You know, we were a little surprised that no one had a question. No one needed a clarification. You know, of course, there were 40 co-sponsors. Minority leader Anthony Daniels is on the committee. And uh, he, I'm not sure if he seconded the motion to to pass it or what, but he certainly uh, passed on any opportunity from a Democratic standpoint to – to question it or criticize it or anything like that. So that was very encouraging. Uh, Nate, from there, I made my way uh, upstairs uh, as quickly as I could to the uh, committee hearing for the uh, women's sports bill in the Senate and then also the school choice bill, the Price Act, that you've heard a lot about as well. Now, I heard none of the the women's sports bill. I know uh, Representative DuBose was there to present that. Uh, even in the Senate committee, April Weaver uh, out of Shelby County, she's there uh, presenting that. She's carrying that in the Senate. Uh, did you hear that, Nate? You heard that committee meeting, didn't you? It was very brief, very quick. Uh, there was an amendment they discussed. Again, uh, not not in detail. They just brought up the amendment. Amendment was added to it, and uh, it, it passed uh, six to one in the co- in the committee, and so very very short. And then it was on to the to the Price Act. Okay, that's good to hear. I'm not sure what the amendment was, but it must not have been anything that was bothersome, um, because I did speak to uh, Representative Debose later in the day, and she said, uh, "I just asked her how it went, and she said uh, all good." So she was very very happy. So Very short, she, was, she, she didn't give me any indication that she was discouraged or, or, or bothered by a potential amendment uh, that, that passed. So, so that's good. Uh, this is already uh, uh, passed the, uh, the House, and it's in the Senate. And, so, and it got a, a six to one, so that will be headed to the floor of the Senate. I would be quite sure that um, uh, President of the Senate, Greg Reed out of Jasper, uh, Lieutenant Governor Ainsworth, of course, out of Marshall County, uh, I'm quite sure. Um, I think we can look for that to be on the on the floor for a vote sometime soon. So that's good. This, of course, is the women's sports. We already have a K through 12 that says that uh, women or that you had to play the sport assigned to you on your on your birth certificate. So boys can't play girls' sports because we're seeing this movement, this takeover of women's sports by men, by boys. Okay. And people will say, well, you know, where is this happening? This would extend it to college. And people are saying, well, where is this happening? Well, it's happening all over the country, and it's going to happen here as well. Uh, scholarships are at stake here for young women. And uh, why would we give a, a scholarship that was intended under Title IX for a young woman uh, to a, a, a male saying, I feel like a female? Okay. You can feel like a female all you want, but that doesn't entitle you to play girl sports. So I think that's going to go to the Senate floor, and I think that will uh, get an affirmative uh, vote as well. Uh, I'm going to take. I'm going to skip because in that same committee was the um, the Price Act, the School Choice Bill. So I tell you, we'll go ahead and deal with that now, and then there's one more I'll deal with after we go to break and come back. 
there was four big ones today that we were tracking. So it went straight to the Price Act, and of course uh, Senator Larry Stutz out of Tuscumbia, uh, he is he has that in the Senate. And uh, Nate, I heard the tail end of it, and I didn't okay. make it in the room. Let me tell you, that room was packed out for the girls' sport, for the women's sports, and then for the Price Act school choice. All this falls under uh, education, you know, kind of stuff in yeah. the committee. So they were all in there together. It was absolutely packed out. I had to, when I got there, I had to stand in an adjacent room uh, just to listen. And I was thinking, man, I wish people would do this at church. You can't get in the sanctuary, go to another room just so you can hear what's going on. I couldn't even see it, but I was able to hear the uh, the back side of that conversation. So, from your perspective, watching online, and that's not the best way to do it. It's not, you know, the greatest feed, and it's hard to tell who's who sometimes. But tell us what you heard uh, in that, Nate. What was the, uh, and, and I heard the end of it, and I can comment on that. But tell us what you heard during the uh, the presentation, questioning, comments, and public hearing. Yeah, with the public hearing, they had uh, several speakers who were for the bill and several speakers against. And the way they did it was one would speak and then against would speak and then the person for would speak. And it would kind of, I think it was five and five, five speakers for, five speakers against. And uh, And they get about two minutes each. Yeah. um, uh, Yep, yep. I think it was, uh, I believe it was three minutes in this case, but yeah, just a few minutes. And then, um, but, but there was no vote. And uh, I know that people were upset about that. They think there is, uh, and I'm sure you'll talk about this, maybe some stalling going on a little bit. But, but yeah, it was a, a, a lot of people for um, always, uh, they, they made sure to emphasize, obviously, parental rights. Uh, parents, they can choose. This will be good. The people against would emphasize accountability. All right, we're, we're giving money to uh, students going to private school or homeschool. How do we know the money is being spent well? Someone mentioned some loopholes that, that money could be spent in certain ways that would count, but just in, in her opinion was were not great ways of spending the money. And so those were kind of like the two main camps. Four was uh, always talked about parents against would often talk about accountability, like tracking the money. And so that's kind of like where the two camps were. Yeah. Well, you know, I could, I can argue for this. I can argue against it uh, easily. Uh, I will say on some of that, well, where's the accountability right now in our public schools? Okay. (laughs) I mean, uh, look, I saw the other day uh, some research here in the state and there were three counties um, and, I, and I'm going to point out that two of them, two of the three are counties that have have ha- have traditionally had illegal uh, casinos operating. Two of the three have illegal casinos in them. Um, they had, I think it was fifth grade, zero proficiency, zero percent, if I remember right, in math and reading. Oh, that's Hear awful. Hear me now. Zero, not one percent, zero percent. Where's the accountability there? I think that's the, you know, that's the question to that. And where does the money go now? My goodness. I mean, you know, so anyway, you can argue something to both sides. But I will say I've looked at who all spoke today at the uh, at the hearing. And, uh, you know, every person who spoke against this uh, I'm looking at it. Every person who spoke against was there. 
I hope I'm right on saying this. If maybe there was one exception, I'm going to put one disclaimer in there. Maybe there was one. Every person who spoke against the school choice was there uh, representing basically the public schools. Yes. Superintendents. And... Def- yep. That's who was there defending the, what's already there, defending the status that the status quo that's already there. The people that spoke for it were normal citizens, uh, not paid, not on the state payroll, and not yep. paid by people on the state payroll. Okay, paid, paid. Maybe they work for an organization that works on this, but they're paid by private people or, or money, you know, private money, not not paid by by state money trickling down to a lobbying group. So that'll tell you a little bit about how this splits up. It, you know, I, I didn't see any. Tell me if I'm wrong. You listened. Was there any parent there speaking against this? To be I honest, so. I I don't think so. I think it was people that represent superintendents, people that represent school districts, people who represent teachers. Yes. I, I don't. I didn't see a parent. I don't think I've, I haven't seen any parents down here lobbying against school choice. Now, mo- may not see that many down here lobbying for it either. There's some, but it's because uh, well they're. They're busy working, earning a living, and, uh, and and getting their kids back and forth to, to public school, most likely. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Arizona, other states have done this. Uh, but So the way it fell out was um, it was sent to committee, well, sent to a different committee, let me say that. Uh, the chairman of the committee uh, has an option uh, or a prerogative, I guess you would call it, to uh, to send it to another committee. And so he wanted to send it to the Senate Budget Committee. And uh, Larry Stutz, the sponsor, Senator Stutz, he clearly said, I know a stalling tactic when I see one, basically. And that's I think that's exactly what happened, uh, was it was stalled, and uh, they're going to send it to another committee, and then they're going to have to hear it, and then try they're going to have to send it back, and then... Then it's got to go through the House, and what happens is you run out of time. So instead of just taking a vote on it and going on the record and saying, no, we're not for it, and voting against it, they stalled it out and kind of put it on the, you know, uh, put it on the slow belt to China, uh, you know, which is the which leads to nowhere. So that's what happened today. Um, we will see. Um you know, you've heard a lot about school choice from the lieutenant governor, um, uh, even Greg Reed, the president of the Senate. Uh, you've heard from them. Um, but it got put on the slow track, and we'll have to just revisit it in a week and see what happens. Uh, Senator Stutz was anxious to come on the show this evening and talk about it, but the timing wasn't going to work with me having to head out early tonight. It wasn't going to work. Maybe we'll have him on tomorrow. Um, it's difficult for him, and he's, you know, he's had an elbow surgery and kind of got his arm in a sling, so things are sort of difficult for him right now to maneuver and timing and driving and all this kind of stuff is difficult. So we're going to see if we can work that out, but I'd love to hear his take on this. Uh, but it, it was uh, uh, Senator Chestine is the uh, chairman of that committee, and uh, he's out of the Dothan area. And he was the one who took that prerogative and sent it over, which clearly seemed to be a stalling tactic. And many people left out there that day going, ah, well, that killed the bill. Now, mm-hmm. maybe not. It doesn't have to be dead. It's, it's possible. But it certainly took it in that direction. 
Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, I'll tell you about this last committee I went to today at 3 o'clock. It also was packed out for one bill, and it was the bill that you heard earlier this week, uh, Representative Chris Sells represent, that would require uh, cell phone and device manufacturers to uh, automatically turn on the uh, mature content filters when you purchase a, a device. Right. They're on there. They're, they're just not activated. You have to go on there and take steps to turn it on. And this would be, of course, to help protect children. So let me tell you how that discussion went. It was very interesting. Again, many people spoke for, many spoke against. And I'll tell you how it turned out uh, when we come back on the side. I think any of you that are parents, this, is, this would be of concern or issue. Grandparents, be of concern to you. So let's take this break and come back, and I'll tell you about how it went down. And then I've got a bug out at 530, and I'll leave it with Nate. But stay with us. Uh, it's Priority Talk Radio right here on WXJC. Priority Talk. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Keetan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry in downtown Coleman. Hi, I'm Cricket Carpenter listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. Okay, thank you for being with us. I've got about five minutes here to break this one down for you uh, with Representative Chris Sells, uh, House Bill 298. It was in the uh, Small Business Committee today. I don't always get these names of these committees exactly correct, but basically that's what it's over, Small Business and Commerce. Um, Representative Jim Carnes uh, chairs that committee. He did an excellent job of handling it. Uh, It got pretty tense, uh, actually, in that meeting. Uh, Let me say this. Everybody in the meeting... Uh, that spoke, and there were, I think, 10 different people got up and spoke, a 5 for the bill, 5 against the bill, plus the sponsor, Chris Sells, um, of course, spoke and answered questions. There were lots of questions asked. Um, Everybody who got up said they didn't like pornography, and they didn't like children being having access to pornography, okay? Everybody agreed on that. Now, now the question came, (laughs) what do you do about it? That was the question. Because everybody agreed it is a massive problem. It's a, it's a big-time issue. Uh, there were parents. There was a mom who spoke who said her daughter had got early exposure. It's basically messed her up. I, you know, I can't recreate what she said. Bad issue. Made, really made it personal. Uh, you had somebody there in law enforcement, kind of cybersecurity, that spoke about it and how many people are being affected. And so at what's, what's at question here is can – manufacturers of these internet-enabled devices like our phones or tablets, 
automatically activate existing filters on these devices and that would prevent users from being exposed to uh, uh, material that would could be harmful to children like pornography that's that's it they're already on there people from the industry and there were AT&T people there and whoever else they were all the industry was there they all said that hey yeah the filters are there uh, a software developer, he spoke and said, look, it's no problem to turn those filters on automatically. They're already there. He said it's a small software update. Um, so the question is, you know, what do you do? Are, are we going to decide to, you know, turn these on and perhaps prevent some younger people from seeing obscene material that might would see it otherwise? You can't protect everybody. You can't take the place of a parent. Some people spoke about it's the parent's responsibility. Sure, I agree, but but everybody does it. Parent. I wish we could fix. I wish we could pass a law to make every parent be a good parent. But you're not going to do that. So we're just working around the edges, trying to protect as many kids as we can. Right. So um, there was a lot of back and forth over it. Um, in my opinion, you know, people said we need to go after the the pornographers. Well, we can't go after pornographers in California. Okay. Um, we're not going to stop that. It, it, it's 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 evil, and you can, you're not going to stop evil cold in its tracks. Uh, you slow it down, you get in its way. Uh, evil just keeps coming back. It comes back at a more opportune time. Is that right? Temptation. And that's what happens. So um, people say we need to go after the pornographers. Well, in my opinion, this does go after them in a small way because this whole thing is built upon views. It's built upon clicks. It's built upon eyeballs seeing their material. And if you turn these filters on, less people, kids and adults, will see it. And then that cuts into the industry because less people are viewing it, less people are seeing it. So that does go after them. Uh, you know, you got, you got to dry them up. you got to starve them to death. And if people aren't seeing it, then it's not lucrative for them or as lucrative for them. And it, and it, does, it does put a chink in it. So uh, the bill, unfortunately, went right down party lines. Um, and I think that is, it was uh, seven to four, I think, was the vote. You know, of course, the you know, Republicans have a supermajority, so they have more, more seats on the committees and, and all the chairmanships. And so it, went, it, went, it was a very fair hearing. People spoke well. There was some guy there from the entertainment movie industry. I don't know if he represented the porn industry or what. That's what it that's kind of what it sounded like to me. He was a little he was a little unhinged. Uh, they had to actually shut him, sit him down. Security had to come in. Um, it, it was pretty tense uh, in the room. Wow. I was there, um, but it went right down party lines, which is unfortunate that that it did so. I, you know, it's how do you deal with this problem? There wasn't one person that didn't say we have a problem and we shouldn't do something about it. People want to go deeper. They want to do more. Fine, let's go deeper. Let's do more. But this won't hurt anything in the short run. It won't hurt a thing in the short run. It's just incrementalism. And, and why, what will this hurt? That was what I asked one of them after the hearing was over. So it did go down party lines, and I don't know why. It was all Democrats that voted against it. I don't know why they would. I, I don't know if they've been donated to by these by these industries. I don't know what goes. I don't know what's happening there. Um, I can't test their motives. I think some of them are really good people. They Maybe they just thought something else should be done, not this. Okay, that's fair. Okay, I've got to go. Uh, Nate, you got it when we come back. Uh, y'all yes, stay sir. tuned. 
uh, Nate and the team will be right back on the other side. Priority Talk Radio right here on WXJC. We're glad to be with you. 413 Men's Conference this weekend. Y'all check it out. Head out there, men. Jasper High School this Saturday, 413 Men's Conference.